hello there, hello there. Hello, how are you now? How are you now? How are you now? Letter Kenny reference. If you don't know Letter Kenny, watch Letter Kenny on Hulu. Do me a favor. If you like stupid comedy, watch Letter Kenny and definitely give it a little time. It's stupid as all hell until it's not anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it. Letter Kenny is so dumb. And then at some point, it switches over from dumb to absolutely brilliant genius. And uh, yeah. Well, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Haven't done a mini episode in a while. Quite frankly, just got a little too busy to do a real episode. Uh, it is 9.20 p.m. as I record this on a Saturday night. It's coming out in the morning. Uh, wife is upstairs watching Handmaid's Tale. Not season four. I watched seasons one through three. My mother-in-law had watched seasons one through three. And then recently season four came out. And Ryan was in between shows. She didn't have anything to watch. You know, she'll binge and then she stops and then she binges something and, and then looks for a new show. And she was looking for a show. Season four came out and I told her, I go, hey, I will wait for you. I will not watch season four until you catch up if you start watching now. So she started watching. She's in the middle of season two already. It's been like three days. <laughs> it's, I know. It's one of those shows. You just start binging. Um, so anyway, she's watching Handmaid's Tale. I, I got home an hour ago or so from work, took a shower and then had to, uh, put Leo to bed. Um, Leo loves stories before bedtime, but let me tell you something unique about what he loves. Most kids like to have a, a book read to them. My son loves actual stories. He wants you to make up a story and tell him he'll give you a topic. Like he'll say something like train, train. Mommy, daddy, train. And he wants you to tell a story about mommy and daddy and Leo going on a train. Or, you know, he'll say, he'll say, race car, Leo, race car, Leo. And that means tell a story about Leo driving a race car. He's, you know, he's such a little storyteller. And I love that for him so much. Not only does he like for me to tell him stories or mommy to tell him stories at bedtime you know he'll throw out a topic and he wants you to like improv essentially <laughs> a story to him he'll throw out topics and you just work them into the story and he loves that that's his jam um hopefully he'll go back and listen to this one day if he turns out to be like an actor or a comedian or something and uh he'll listen back to this when he was two and a half years old he was legitimately into improv telling you mommy daddy tell stories he throws out topics <laughs> he loves it but the other thing he does and why i say i love that for him about storytelling is he um he actually does tell stories himself too so i'll come home and say it's you know whatever say i get home for dinner and i say leo what did you do today you know he can't he's two and a half so he has a lot of words but he's not quite forming full sentences yet right so mommy will start to tell the story. My wife will start to say, well, today Leo woke up and went to the museum. And then Leo will look at me and nod and he'll say something like, taxi, taxi. And he's telling the next part of the story. Yeah, and he went in the taxi. And then he'll go beep, beep. And my wife will say, yeah, and he beeped the horn in the taxi. And like he's telling the story. He's, he's right there in the story with you telling the next part like narrating almost the story or providing you know the sound effects or whatever and i just think that is so awesome 
just so awesome that he has like a little storyteller in him already, you know, just so proud of that for him. So anyway, so that held me up a little and I'm got to knock out the podcast. I am tired. My uh, Mother's Day present for my wife is that I'm not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to stay home. That's an awful present. I mean, it's, it is true. Like, I'm pretty sure I can't wake up and drive to work all day and never come home. That's not going to fly. But I, um, I, did, I did get her some stuff. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. I don't want to blow it. Uh, but yes, also, truly, I'm not kidding. I'm also not going to, you know, go home. Uh, or I mean, go to work uh, tomorrow and uh, try and be a husband and a daddy tomorrow instead of a freaking workaholic entrepreneur. Um, speaking of entrepreneurship, I do want to talk about a couple cool things I got the chance to do this week. On uh, Tuesday of this week, my business partner Tom and I went to um, see and tour Boss Sauce, the factory Boss Sauce, downtown Rochester. Eddie Harris was on the podcast a few weeks ago, came out to visit my plant. And um, I asked him, I invited myself, I said, hey, can I come see your plant? And he was obliged and got to go see them working, making the boss sauce, man. It was really cool to see that. Eddie's got a uh, nice little production crew, nice little production area, nice little conveyor belt, bottles going by one by one, filling up the bottles with boss sauce, nice and quick, a lot more efficient than my setup. Pretty jealous, not going to lie about that. Uh, but that was awesome seeing boss sauce and then another cool uh local entrepreneur thing that i got to experience this week uh was i got to go to sweet mist on uh, north winton if you don't know sweet mist that's the i think it's i, I might be saying it wrong but i think it's ni liquid nitrogen or something it's basically they literally take cream mix it with some other flavors and then blast it really quick with like a super cold I, I believe nitrogen and it turns it into ice cream like on the spot and then they serve it to you and uh, I had pistachio Nutella ice cream and it was so damn good I mean it was just that was something else that place sweet mist that's a hit I know that's been there for a while I just haven't gotten to go yet fun fact it is a um it is owned by uh, AJ and uh and Amen um the sons of the founder of Tali of India which is in that same plaza so they worked for him, their father, for years at Tolly. Then when they got old enough, they went off and did their own thing. They started the Nintastic chain, uh, and then they also started Rebel Pie Pizza, and then this place, Sweet Mist. And that was really just uh, – that was a real treat, getting to go there, see those guys, and try the ice cream literally made right in front of you. Um, speaking of ice cream, <laughs> I should say, right before that ice cream – I actually went to the doc. So that ice cream, I actually consumed at like 10 o'clock in the morning because I went there for a business meeting. Just before that, I came from my doctor. So remember when I had been diagnosed with blood pressure, high blood pressure? Well, I still have high blood pressure, but it's back down in the like sort of normal high range. I learned this about blood pressure. This is just what I was explained to me. I don't know. You tell me. You're a doctor. I'm not. So the sort of the traditional, you know, perfect blood pressure is 120 over 80, right? But I guess that these days they don't really go by that anymore. They go by, you know, they take your blood pressure. I mean, we're all having our blood pressure taken constantly, right? Every time we go do anything medical, they take your blood pressure and your pulse. And they basically compare it to your average over the years. And if you're running at the same thing... You know, if, you're, if your numbers are always similar, then they consider that to be good. It's when they see spikes or drops that they think that something's gone wrong. So basically, my blood pressure was like 140 over 80. 
and that is high. The 140 part is high, but looking back at my history, I've been going to this doctor since 2007. I've always been around like 135 to like 142, like every time, no matter how healthy or unhealthy I've shown up. And honestly, since 2007, I've shown up in that doctor's office a couple of times in great shape, and I've shown up a couple of times in the worst shape of my life. And my blood pressure's always been around 140. It was earlier this year that it tested at 172 over like 90. And the doctor told me I was essentially eight points away from being sent Im- immediately to the emergency room. But that uh, that was mostly stress-related, he thought. I mean, I, obviously, I have a lot of weight to lose. I am very overweight. I'm not here to deny that whatsoever. But I've, I've had a lot of weight to lose for a long time. And the blood pressure's always been a little bit high. But it was the added stress of entrepreneurship um, of of you know, on a whole nother level. I mean, of owning my factory that really put me in a new level of blood pressure. And so that was when I finally got prescribed little medication, which appears to be doing the trick. So anyway, I had to give blood and believe it or not, my doctor told me that my blood test results are the best they've been in years. And he asked me what I was doing because I've lost 21 pounds since January which you might say, hey, that's awesome. To be honest with you, that's really not that great because if I truly counted my calories and exercised every day, I could, and you know, if I cut calories, like if I ate 1,800 calories a day, let's say, and I exercised every single day, I'd be down 50 pounds. Seriously. Like, I mean, being down 21 pounds is almost a joke, especially because I was so heavy uh, last time I went to the doctor that just cutting soda from my diet and most fast food I think between January and my doctor's appointment that I just had uh, this Thursday of this week I ate fast food two times probably that was it plus zero soda not a single sip of soda I cracked once or twice and had diet soda but I have not had one sip of regular soda not one since that January appointment And I lost 21 pounds and all of my blood results came back either in the completely normal range or improved from where they were. Isn't that crazy? And here's another thing. This part's embarrassing for me to admit. I have not been to the dentist since before COVID. And I used to always go to the dentist religiously every six months. And um, stopped going to the dentist, you know. COVID was my excuse. Really not a good excuse. Probably should go. (laughs) But I would say about six months ago or so, I was actually drinking so much soda at work because I would like buy soda, bring it to work. And, you know, I was under this false impression that like I was drinking a Mountain Dew at like four o'clock in the afternoon and it was giving me energy. Um, It was actually so embarrassing to admit. You guys, it was actually starting to hurt my teeth. Like I could feel some of my teeth and I just knew I had cavities and I probably still do, but I just knew it. I was like, I've, I've given myself cavities drinking all this soda. That's, that's pretty much gone away too. Now I, I don't think cavities heal themselves. I'm sure I have cavities. I just need to go get them filled. But you know, the pain of like my actual teeth was actually, they were actually hurting. It's crazy, right? So anyway, so that's good, right? The health is is heading in the right direction, I guess. Could do a little bit more, but 
Um, a couple other things before we... I know it's supposed to be a mini episode. I like to keep these 15, 20 minutes, so I'll try to wrap up sooner than later. But uh, this monologue, by the way, is brought to you by Copperleaf Brewing in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, not officially. He doesn't actually pay for it. He offered to pay for it, and I refused because I don't want any advertisements on this podcast. I would like to, for it to be known I have turned down two advertisements in the last 10 days for this podcast. But in uh, Clay's case, Copperleaf Brewing, I still want to give him it. I just don't want it to be a real advertisement. <laughs> I just don't want to get paid for it. I don't want to be uh, beholden to anyone. Although if I had to be beholden to anyone, Clay Killian would be the guy, that beautiful bearded man. A uh, couple other things. Um, boy, you know, I'm mad at Apple because I think it happened again where you know, the, the newer phones, they come out and, and the old phones, they just stop freaking working. My iPhone, and I believe what I have is a 10 Max. I have an iPhone 10 Max. Does that sound right? Like a bigger, you know, it's kind of bigger. Well, listen to this shit. Uh, the other day, screen goes black. Just goes black. Just black. That's all. Just goes black. And I'm going, what the hell? I basically assume my phone is broken and I need to go to the Verizon store today to get a new phone. You don't understand. Half of it is, yes, I'm addicted to my phone like every other American. The other half of this is, I actually need a phone to conduct business. I, I've been telling you probably 50 to 75% of the business I conduct is done via text. And the other, I'd say I do probably 40 to 45% of it maybe is, is via email and a very little bit phone call or in person. It's almost all texting. I got to have my phone. So I wake up Friday morning, phone won't work. I assume basically, you know, that I got to go to the Verizon store at some point during the day, make an emergency trip like I got time for that shit and get a new phone. So basically a couple hours later into Friday, phone starts working again. Works for a few hours, stops working. Works for a few hours, stops working. That was all day Friday. Then today, Saturday, yesterday for you if you're listening to this as it comes out on Mother's Day, uh, I wake up, it's working. Then it's not working. Now it's back to working. It's been working for about eight straight hours. But listen to this shit. I can't be without a phone. So I bought a new phone just before it went on this eight-hour streak of working. So now I'm looking at a phone that's working again. My old phone is working. And I bought a brand new freaking phone. I bought the iPhone 12 Max. I think Apple is up to something. Because I was talking to this girl who uh, I just hired to work my sauce booth. That's the last thing I'm going to talk about is the Lilac Festival. Her name's Maeve. Love that name, by the way. Maeve. M-A-E-V-E. Maeve. Cool name. And, uh, you know, today at the Lilac Festival, I get her all set up and I'm, I'm ready to leave. And I tell her, okay, you know, hey, listen, text me, call me. If anything goes wrong, just, you know, if you have any questions, just call me, text me. And I tell her, I go, but my phone's been acting up. She goes, oh, mine too. I go, no shit, what, what's been happening? She says, screen goes black once in a while. I go, no shit, what phone do you have? She's got the same phone I have. If, if any of you listening have an iPhone 10 Max, it, is your phone been messing up? Because I think this is how they nudge people into doing exactly what I did. I think I got scammed. I think I went ahead and bought a brand new iPhone. Because I believe, I truly believe, that's their plan. I think I was 
basically herded into buying a new phone. I think I was in the group identified as, hey, let's make this guy's phone go on the fritz. He'll buy a new one. And they're right. I did. Poof. Anyway, last topic, Lilac Festival. It's back. Oh, I can't even tell you how exciting it was. Uh, yesterday, Friday, went to set up for Lilac Festival. Unfortunately, raining. First festival in a year and a half, and uh, it's raining. This is legitimately the first event we have done since Rock Holiday Village 2019. This is Google Sauce's first event. We did one demo at Mainz in Greece just before the Super Bowl 2020. Um, and, and that was, that's not really even an event. That's like a demo, meaning we pop up a table and just give samples. But prior to that, Rock Holiday Village 2019 is the last time Google Sauce did a live event. And we did one today, Lilac Festival. And I was very nervous. First of all, setup happened in the rain, which sucks. So it sucks that you come back to uh, doing festivals and you got to set up in the rain on day one, but whatever. I was just so damn happy to be back. Today was pretty nice. We get there, we set up. Crowd little light at first, but I, I was a little nervous, but it turned out, man, a lot of people came out to the Lilac Festival. I was so damn happy. I was so damn happy to see how many people came out. I mean, we're alive and well, man. Festivals are back. Events are back. And it was handled well, too. And here's the thing. So many festivals have canceled over the course of the last month or so, right? Park Ave Fest canceled. That was the big one. Bunch of other festivals have all canceled. Lilacs stayed the course. They said, we're doing this. I credit them for that. Same thing with Fairport Canal Days. Said, we're doing this. I credit them for that. And I feel like today was a big deal. I feel like opening the Lilac Festival and having this many people show up and treat it like it's normal and be outdoors and wearing masks and blah, 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 and everything to be safe was a huge step. Because if this goes on, you know, if we this weekend goes on, thousands of people came to the Lilac Festival, 7, 10, 14, 21 days, whatever, go by, and we don't see a spike in COVID cases, then that's a ball game, right? We beat it. I think that would mean we beat it. I think that would mean it's over. I think that would mean that if we are responsible, we are good to go to get back to regular life. That's what I think that means. That's what I hope that means. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening.